0: the worst week yet. The least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week I hope to find that the name I've chosen turns out to be some overreactive hyperbole, but unfortunately current events can't stop living up to it. I'm Andrew Hillary. I'm the host of the show and I am joined today by two of my best friends, two of the uh, all-time returningest champion guests of worst week yet. First of all, Uh, You're right. You you saw the name in the title. That's right. They're back. Kennedy Cooper. Welcome back to the worst week yet. How's it going?
1: You know, uh, it's going bad because it's definitely (laughs) the worst week yet. Uh, But uh, I'm glad to be here. You know, I got to keep the belt. Um, Oh, yeah. I know Deanna's coming at it hard right now, so I'm like. Just got to keep coming back. You know, I'm the I am the champion. Forever. Damn straight.
0: Damn straight. <laughs> of the worst <laughs> week.
1: <laughs>
0: uh Joining us in our third seat uh, from live from her home. Um, please welcome back. Long time since you've been on. Uh, but I'm glad to have you here. Please welcome Sookie's mom, a.k.a. Sam. What's up, Sam?
2: I am doing horrible, but, you know, (laughs) what can we expect? Uh, Looking forward to eating this week. That'll be cool, you know, despite, like, what we're supposed to be eating in remembrance of, I guess. But, you know, eating is cool and getting to, you know, have a turkey. I'm looking forward to that. I do like a a turkey. I do. I think that people give it a bad rap, but, like, you're just not cooking it right, okay? I agree 100%. Turkey is super
1: underrated. Uh, I live in New Mexico, and people eat turkey year-round here because it's a cultural staple in oh. a variety of dishes. Uh, and if, if you eat turkey in all these different ways like that, you wouldn't think of it like this. It's just people, all they think of is the only time they eat turkey every year is, like, their aunt um, Bertha's dry-ass, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Fucking, this turkey w- went straight from the freezer into the oven <laughs> for five hours. How did you get the <laughs> wing
0: dust inside the turkey?
1: <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah, she dusted it with Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh God. <laughs> Every year and then melted some marshmallows on it. That's my other least favorite Thanksgiving oh my thing. Putting <laughs>
2: oh, <that's so laughs> marshmallows on shit.
1: Have you
0: ever had a deep-fried turkey?
2: I was going to ask this. I have not.
0: Okay, so like every year they put out the they put out the PSAs like this is what could happen if you deep fry yeah. your turkey. And like the thing is, that only happens if you deep fry your turkey wrong. Like as long as you just do it the right way, it's fine. Uh, and also, that's a good-ass turkey.
2: I heard I it's can really I, good.
1: Can I put out a PSA right now? Okay. This is what happens if you deep fry your turkey. Everyone will think it's fucking delicious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Period. <There you> go.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, risks of deep frying a turkey uh, being barraged with compliments.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would be the person to fuck it up, though. I watched the video on how to do it, and you have to fill it, you have to put the turkey in right with water. And that, like, go to the, and you can't fill the oil past the line, right? Is that the thing?
1: Oh. I a few ways to do it. They're all somewhat dangerous. Is like, and I, yeah. If
2: you do that, like, it'll tell you the oil won't go over. I feel like I would fuck it up. I feel like I would, but it would be worth it. Like, I might light a couple things of fire, but there'd be meat left, right?
0: A Look, charred. my. My friend Blake deep fried a turkey while we were all tripping on acid. Like, this shit is okay. Just do it right.
1: <laughs>
0: You've never had deep fried turkey while tripping on LSD. Uh, you haven't lived. Um uh- <laughs>
2: Now though, if I do fuck it up, I'm gonna feel even worse. <laughs> I'm like, on for this better than me. So I
1: will say also full disclosure. Last time I deep fried a turkey, we were stupid wasted, <laughs> just blunts and mead, homemade mead.
0: Oh yeah, the mead will get you. I did a comedy show at a meatery once and I had like two pints of it or whatever I was like yeah I'll be fine I went up there I was fucking eating shit I couldn't remember my jokes I was supposed to do comedy for 20 minutes and I was like so nerve, like just like a combination <laughs> of drunk and nervous that I did all of my jokes in 13 minutes and then I was just on stage like oh shit uh so like my, my dad's weird I think I don't know <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: Kind of like waste of time. Yeah,
0: well, I lost the crowd very early on because I did a. I have a joke about polyamory. Um, well, I just I have a joke about polyamorous people where like they they always say like uh, monogamy is not natural, and I'm like the punchline is like, dude, you're wearing shoes and you're inside a building. Nothing is natural. It's like it's not a great joke. It's fine, whatever. But I did that <laughs> as my first joke without realizing that the people sitting in the front row were a woman and her three boyfriends. And so the crowd turned on me very quick. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm like, why it is this? Why are all these people staring at me right now? This isn't cool.
1: <laughs> Mead will sneak up on you, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh. One of those.
0: Well, you know, we do have some news to talk about. Before any of that, though, we are a, a listener... Sp- paid for podcast. I'm bought and paid for by 30 people on Patreon. And you know what? If you go to patreon.com slash worst week yet, you get mostly every week bonus episodes. And if you give at the $10 a month level, you get a fucking shout out. So, you know, you can do that. Uh, You can join the ranks of such illustrious worst week yet patrons such as G. Ryan Gaines, Tara, CIA, Brain Bugs, still trying to figure out which one of the... which, uh, what job at the CIA brain bugs is doing. I think he's an understudy for mayor Pete. We'll get into it. Josh Troopin, Patrick, leave me alone. And Chelsea called Thank you so much for supporting the show. It's great to have you. And if you want me to say your name and try and make up a stupid pun, go to patreoncom slash worst Give me money. Um, so Kennedy, Sam, I don't think I need to tell you no. <laughs> that the last seven days was, once again, the worst week yet. <laughs> now, I want to start with, uh, yeah. a, I want to start, we usually don't do this. We usually save our international stories for, for somewhere in the middle. But I want to start um, with just something that truly shocked me this week, which is that the queen has entered a new phase. Now, I'm not talking about the hour that Kamala Harris was president. I'm talking about the Queen of England. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, I think? Is it is her name Elizabeth? I should have researched yeah. this better. Uh,
1: <laughs> I think so. Yes. yes.
0: Queen Elizabeth <laughs> is super dead and nobody wants to admit it. Um, yes,
1: thank you. I'm glad we're just opening with that. That's the only thought in my... Well, actually, I have two thoughts, okay? Because that's one, and then the other one is if she comes back alive, she needs to drop an album. (laughs) I like that idea.
0: She'll be the first person (laughs) to drop a posthumous album while still alive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is just evidence, though. This is like a big week for girl girl bosses, generally speaking. Oh, yeah. yeah. With with Queen Elizabeth potentially, you know, making it to hell. And then, <laughs> you know, Kamala was president for oh how long? Three hours?
0: I don't know, but like I feel like you know the country changed this week, the world okay. changed this week. Mm-hmm. Um, also, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth celebrated her seventy fourth wedding anniversary while currently dead. Like I feel like once <laughs> you're once you are a corpse, you're not allowed to have anniversaries anymore.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's disallowed. I hope they're keeping her on ice. I think that they are until someone said this on Twitter. And I don't remember who it was. I want to credit them. But they said they're keeping her on ice until something in the spring. I want to remember what it was. But I can see that. They're waiting. for.
0: They're they're keeping her on ice for now. But uh, three days before Thanksgiving, they're going to let her thaw to get to room temperature. Because that's how you fuck up whenever you deep fry a turkey.
1: Right. They're going (laughs) to deep
0: fry the Queen of England.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would be cool. It'd be like an art piece at that point.
0: That's like that's yeah. like a Banksy almost.
1: Yeah, <laughs> deep fried queen. Maybe that is the next Banksy. Oh shit, dude. <laughs>
2: and then you find it in like a random New York City subway. They're like selling drumsticks. And you're like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> the
0: taste of royalty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Royal taste. Uh, you got to participate in a Banksy exhibit. So can you, you know, and eat the queen. So can you be mad?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean everybody says they want to eat the rich. Okay.
2: So. That's exactly. not
1: a bad starting point. Yeah, I had a I had a bite of the I had a
0: bright a bite of the British monarchy. It was great, dude. It
2: was incredible.
0: <laughs> what kind of what kind of dipping sauce do you want to uh, uh, eat the Queen with?
2: <laughs> I'm a big garlic aioli girl.
0: Oh, right oh, that's fancy. Good that's choice, fancy.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm feeling just some honey mustard. You know, mm. ooh, that's good too. Especially because I want to dip the Queen in a working class condiment. <laughs> <laughs> just came pretty
0: close to spitting coffee all over my computer.
1: <laughs> I
0: think because you know because of the British connections, uh, the only acceptable answer is I want to dip my deep fried queen in some Worcestershire sauce.
1: Oh, um, nice!
0: One time, Classic. I s- one time I spelled that word correctly without autocorrect, and I just felt like
1: real accomplished for a month, dude. <laughs> That's the only word harder to spell than bourgeoisie.
2: It's <laughs> Worcestershire Yeah if, no, it, I'm, I'm from New England like, And there's a town in Massachusetts called Worcester But it's spelled like Worcestershire So that
1: f- me up my Oh heart. no
2: like, I could spell spell Like I couldn't spell it right now Ask me, can't do it W <laughs> no, no. More
1: like L <laughs> Sorry There's definitely an R coming later
2: <laughs> Actually uh, <laughs> And
1: also, is an I. In my I'm ad- confident <laughs> about these things. <laughs> in my
0: in my opinion, anybody that can properly spell the word bourgeoisie is a part of it. Let's
1: move on um, to another and uh, back to. Um... Wait, 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 wait! We can't move on this quickly because I feel like we should actually talk about why this conspiracy makes sense. I I agree. First of all, there's the headline itself, which is the Queen has entered a new phase. <laughs> And will not reappear until February. I'm only paraphrasing the tiniest amount. Like, that's pretty close to what it actually is. So, like, that's the weirdest headline I've ever seen. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of weird headlines. Every day it's like, Mick Jagger is the Pope now or something. (laughs)
0: Like, you know? Wait, when when is Groundhog's Day? That's in February, right?
2: Oh, my God.
0: Okay, so... so now what we, need to, what we need to reckon with is the possibility that the Queen of England has found herself in some kind of Groundhog's Day scenario where she is, for the next two two to three months, just going to be repeatedly waking up every morning and dying every afternoon and then just doing it over and over again.
1: She has to figure
0: out
2: how to not die. Yeah, she's going to get so yeah. good at the
0: piano, though. Um-
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know, for, for clouds on Groundhog Day, because if it's shadows... <laughs> done.
1: Mm. All that Groundhog Day piano practice will improve her album.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I really want her to drop. It would be incredible. It would be amazing.
1: Like, sober reflection on a life of crime.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. She really is like, the perfect person to like, have, you know, that album come out. You know, talk about all her uh, ac- explorations or whatever you want to call
1: it. <laughs> Um, so here's here's the actual conspiracy, and I think this makes sense, okay? I'm, I'm with this conspiracy, all right? Brexit has ruined the UK economy. Yeah. Um, uh, COVID also has ruined the global economy, so they're like, how the rest of us feel when we go to the store, everyone in Britain feels like double that right now, okay? And so they don't want to fuck up the economy before the holidays, and here's the thing, they have to take a bunch of bank holidays, when they bury a royal. Oh. So like London Stock Exchange gets shut down for days, like a bunch of shit like that. So this is going to not be great for their economy necessarily.
0: They're literally and, just putting it off yeah. till next quarter?
1: Yeah, they're literally <laughs> just putting it off till next quarter. That's the theory and I'm with it. I this is all I can believe right now personally.
2: No, I think that's a really that's perfect. Especially the Christmas season, they're like we can't they, they got to get the holiday shopping in.
0: We cannot you know, take if, a single they, day off of people buying stuff until after we take down our Christmas trees.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're joking, but real talk, if, if they have a Christmas, like, slump, they're headed into full-blown, like, major depression, probably.
2: <laughs> really? It's yeah. that I did not know it was so bad over there. I mean, I've, you know, heard some stuff, but I didn't know it was, like, landsliding.
0: Yeah, it's really bad. It's like a house of cards kind of scenario. Like everything's like teetering on the e- good old capitalism. You love to see things. Uh, it, the f- sixth largest economy in the world teetering on the edge of a collapse. If they have to take a day off at any point,
1: <laughs> 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 they're dead, decrepit queen. Like as well, much as multiple days. That's the real problem. I think I'm not even sure. Cause I've seen conflicting information and, if trying to find information about the monarchy is like all these like scrolls that are like bing bong in the year 1760 (laughs) we held a parade and then it was determined the queen didn't like that parade (laughs) so like i i i don't i don't you can't decipher this stuff but i've seen like maybe up to like 12 days of bank holiday to bury the queen what the fuck yeah so
2: like that's
1: gonna fuck them up
2: what are they doing in that time what do you need 12 days how long does it take to bury a decrepit racist uh, uh, apparently
1: like there's gonna be like two to three thousand guests at the funeral like uh they already know all this this is part of what's suspicious they already see you can find everything about the queen's funeral plans right now <laughs> <laughs> you see the booking already <laughs> Yeah, I mean, once somebody. But the exact date is spelled (laughs) out.
0: The Queen's funeral announcement, it just has like question marks on the date and time
1: part.
0: (laughs) 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 This party goes on. Well, (laughs) we'll see how long it goes on. Uh, (laughs) Follow Banksy for the
1: (laughs) final (laughs) information.
0: And for that, I am thankful. So uh, all of our British listeners, I think there's like a dozen of you. Um, got long, long live the queen. Uh, let's, let's move on. Um, this is exciting. This week we saw um, some newly gerrymandered maps have started to come out. Um, of you know congressional districts across the United States. We had a little census last year. they counted up all the people and then this year they're like let's figure out how to fuck this up even more. So um, apparently with the new with some of the states that have drawn new districts, the Republicans will be able to take back control of the House of Representatives in 2022 even if they don't switch a single seat. Like, if they get the same exact number of voters and nothing, if if somehow as many Democrats show up as they did in 2020, they will still gain enough seats to take control of the House. They've, like, already won the 2022 elections.
2: Yeah, I just, like, have lost all faith. Like, it doesn't like hearing that, Just I'm just like, yeah, okay. As, it, you know, like, new people in office that are still going to do jack shit, but, like, they're going to be, like, a little bit more overtly racist or over, overtly a bigot that's that you know i have zero faith the fact that the republicans are going to win because they're gonna i can't wait for the 2022 election cycle when they're like we have to stop them <laughs> 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 Like, okay what have you guys done like I'm.
0: Confused. these guys who agree with us on like 95 percent of the actual material condition issues uh they're gonna win they're gonna win and then what and then what <laughs> like
2: <laughs> and then what <laughs> literally then what like What happens?
1: Nothing. Yeah, I don't usually buy into the idea that, like, Democrats are, like, in a conspiratorial way paid opposition. But, like, when this gerrymandering stuff is going on, I don't even know what I believe anymore.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: it just seems like the Democrats absolutely... I mean, I know for sure that they don't care about being in power. Like, they only want to be the opposition party. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi in particular is like one of the leaders who has made that decision and like she did she would rather fundraise under trump again she loved that oh yeah,
0: yeah. Um, oh yeah so. Re- record fundraising whenever you're like look at the bad guy we're not that they, guy
2: yeah they love this because the, yeah that's how they make their money like they literally fundraise so much by by fear-mongering about about what republicans are going to do and then they get power and do nothing and then they do the same Stuff. They're gonna. They're gonna have a great time making. You know, fundraisers. uh They don't, Sam. They
0: don't do nothing. They get. They get invited to fancy galas.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and wear really nice dresses. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. back the dreaded dress discourse. I think
1: they don't there should do be nothing. More. They pass an emergency bill for victims of Havana syndrome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and uh, the the only police reform is uh, they pass like some kind of pa- uh, care package to make sure that police officers who are suffering from invisible wounds on the job uh, are cared for by the state.
2: Oh, thank God!
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know the important part of that discussion. <laughs>
2: I want to know more about this Havana Syndrome thing. Can I collect on? How this? does this
0: happen on every episode?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know. Like, can I go to the government and be like, "Hey, like, someone's all? Can you give me some? Like, will they do something for me?"
0: Um, Hav- Havana Syndrome is basically like a uh, cryptocurrency where it's like it's not real, but enough people have said that it's real that it's like, oh, I guess we're just gonna run with this.
2: Yeah, and so I want to know, are they going to give me money? I want money. Like, is the government going to give me money for my Havana? I think you
1: have to work at an embassy in a left-leaning country for a little while.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I can come back and,
1: like, complain. Yeah, just, like, work in a uh, uh, Bolivia... For like a for like, month. Yeah, two weeks. And then just be like, whoa, the Havana syndrome. <laughs> whoa, it just I like... got it. me bad. Dude, but- I,
0: I heard a cricket and now I have like a headache and shit. Can I have healthcare?
2: care? <laughs> <laughs> going be all our plans to get healthcare. Yeah.
0: Look, listeners... If we all collectively convince our our uh, local municipalities that we have started to get Havana syndrome, just blame Antifa. It doesn't matter; they'll listen to you. Like <laughs> they'll be like, "Oh, Antifa's doing Havana syndrome now." Okay, now it's a problem. We gotta this nation. Look, we there, need to-
1: yeah, Oh, sh- we can just bring it home like that. Perfect. Yes. Look yes. <laughs>
0: because of the <laughs> fact that Antifa is not even like technically a real group or anything, we can just throw them under the bus to get what we want
1: and it will exactly. work. Yeah. Yeah. The Seattle <laughs> Autonomous Zone set up a Havana ray gun. <laughs> 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 that was their last act. <laughs> that was their last act.
2: And <laughs> a uh, fun explosion uh, <laughs> all of us have been infected.
0: So this week, um, Joe Biden has just accomplished so much. You guys, he signed an infrastructure bill into law. Now, this this one trillion dollar infrastructure bill has money for like a road and a half, maybe a bridge. Who knows? Um, He 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 went out and did a press conference in front of this, like crumbling bridge in Vermont to be like, yeah, this bridge right here. This is the kind of thing we're going to fix. I looked it up. Across the United States, there are 46,000 bridges that are currently considered structurally deficient that are like, okay. this bridge is going to fall down sometime soon. And uh, yeah, they're like, yeah, we got we got a trillion dollars. We're going to fix a couple of these bridges. <laughs> like- Amazing. <laughs> so...
2: No- it's uh I just like I didn't know it was down to one it went down to one trillion. that's all we're getting Well that's
0: that's, that's the uh, just the regular yeah. infrastructure, the bipartisan infrastructure which first of all, if it's good and if if a bill is like something that Democrats and Republicans can agree on, there's no way that it's good like <laughs> <laughs> like the, yeah sorry I mean, it's just the reality like whether you believe in electoral politics or not, Uh, if Democrats and Republicans agree on something, that means it's fucking us one way or another. Like, this is, I mean, Obama did a big infrastructure plan in, like, the first year of his presidency. We were talking about it last week, and, like, I remember there's, like, a stretch of highway by my house that they, like, just repaved or whatever, and they put up a big sign that was, like, this highway is being fixed thanks to Obama's whatever bailout thing. And, like, they probably spent almost as much money on putting those signs up as they did on the asphalt. Like, (laughs) yeah, this is just like something that is like a bare minimum. Like, why do we have a government is for fucking roads and shit. Like the bare minimum that they're just like, yeah, we're going to fix a couple roads so we can say that we did something. It's like, man, motherfuckers can't go to the hospital. Like, I don't care. I will drive over a pothole if I could see a doctor once a year. Like, fuck you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Honestly. it is it is very bleak. I wonder like too when I'm going to be the one on the bridge that inevitably collapses because it hasn't been like, you know. Look. A, that's my fear. Like I'm going to drive over a bridge and she's going to
0: Okay, I live in a city with like 400 bridges, so please do not talk to me about <laughs> this. There's like there's this one bridge in Pittsburgh that's like it goes over the river. It's like one of those Uh, arch bridges that's like everything's hanging by wires and it's one of the older bridges and when you're on it and like stuck in rush hour you can literally just feel this fucker swinging back and forth it is so unsettling Uh,
1: nope Nope. (laughs) not a fan not a huge fan Um, I live in the desert there's like four bridges in this town okay the river is like a cartoon joke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where it's like you're like, oh, a river, and then you run over, and there's just like a stream running <laughs> through an impossibly large channel.
0: You yeah. run over to the river, and it turns out the roadrunner has just painted it on, or the <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's their new tactic now. They're just sending him out, it's
1: cheap. Yeah, food. actually, uh, this is a fun history story. Um, so Arizona, which is even drier than New Mexico, had a uh prison in it where they were keeping some uh German. Uh, officers during World War II that we had captured for questioning.
0: That hadn't yet gotten their jobs within the U.S. government.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> these guys were like, they were they were high enough ranking to have information, but not high enough ranking to get jobs in the government. As, you know? Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> Middle management. So, <laughs> So they're in a prison in Arizona, and they're from Germany, and they don't understand where they are. And so they're looking at these maps trying to plan an escape, and they see a river on a map, and they go, oh, We'll get a canoe. We'll get in the river. We'll go to Mexico. <laughs> Please tell me it was they, the Grand Canyon. The, they successfully break out. Uh, they get the canoe. They make it to the river. Uh, and um, rivers here in the desert in the summer, which is when they broke out, are just dry sometimes, what the just fuck? bone dry. <laughs> There's just nothing in it, and they just had to walk their asses back to the prison and be like, "Die
2: <laughs> in the desert."
1: Uh, (laughs) yeah at that point you kind of you got to
0: kind of weigh your options there Um, I thought you were going to say that they they got to the river and it was the Grand Canyon they're like this is a little bit more intense than I anticipated (laughs) Yeah. So that's fun. Um, so, Sam, as you were asking about the Build Back Better, which is the more expensive part of the whatever fucking infrastructure, Joe Biden agenda bullshit um, that has been moving through Congress for the last few weeks. Now, that bill, it, it was originally proposed somewhere around like six trillion is what Bernie Sanders was trying to get done. Yeah. It was then knocked down to about three trillion uh, by Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. You know, they're like, well, 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 we can't do too much. You know, people will get dependent on their government being able to, you know, uh, keep them from dying. But, like, it was still it was still too much. Still way too much. So this, uh, they've gotten the bill down to $1.75 trillion, which, like, to be fair, these numbers are all huge and made up and it doesn't matter. But uh, it's just, you know, less than like, a third of where they originally wanted to, you know, actually fundamentally change things. <laughs> Spoiler alert, nothing will fundamentally change. Um, so this bill made it to the floor for a vote. But before they could vote, House Minority Leader uh, Kevin McCarthy delivered an 8-hour and 32-minute long speech to delay the vote. This motherfucker went up at, like, 11 o'clock at night and talked until the next morning. <laughs> Just kept going. <laughs> Which, frankly... I don't like, you know, either party that much, but I do like this kind of move where they're like, I'm just going to go up and not stop. <laughs> it's like- just
2: going for eight hours straight. Like re-
0: Oh, yeah. No, I could do annoying for eight hours straight. Come on. I could hit that record. Are you kidding me?
2: 20 hours. I'll eight go. hours
0: and 32 minutes. Get the fuck out of here. I'll go okay. up there and I'll talk about like uh, magic cards I used to have. Um, yeah. Band <laughs> names that I thought were funny and then never used for anything. Like I could delay. I This vote would still be delayed if I was <laughs> the House Minority Leader. <laughs> this bill inevitably passed, all but one Democrat voted for it, Um, a representative named Jared Golden, uh, and he cited his concern. The reason he didn't vote for it is because in this bill, the second largest item, like the second most expensive piece of this bill was... A tax break for state and local income tax to be deducted from federal tax, which will only <laughs> affect rich people. The, the most, the second most expensive part of this bill was to get rich people to pay less taxes. Love it, yeah. You yes. love to see it. So, if you remember a while ago, like the squad, and specifically AOC and. Um, I forget who else i think it was ilhan but it might have it might have been another one of the members like they were saying like we will not vote for this bill we will withhold our votes if there is not sufficient like climate change stuff if there's not sufficient child care health care stuff and uh they they all voted for it so i guess oh. that means it's good right
2: yeah <laughs> such
0: a joke like You know, I was never uh, and I think uh, I think are well aware. I was never a big fan of the force the vote thing to try and get Nancy Pelosi to stop being the speaker. But like this is the time where it could have been pretty beneficial to be like, hey, Biden, like you got to do more if you want us on board. Um, But of course, they just voted for it. So. Yay! It's gonna go back to the Senate now. Um, the Senate, I, I imagine it's probably still too high of a price tag for Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. So who the fuck knows what's gonna happen? But again, if it's something that they'll actually give us, I don't believe in any way that it's good.
2: It like genuinely frustrates me when you bring this up because I think about like the Israel vote they had and how like. Bowman and AOC changed her vote and like she was like crying about it on the on the house floor or whatever. And like the reasoning I guess that she gave which was convoluted and like bizarre but basically was a, it essentially boiled down to like her constituents would be upset if she voted um against like the funding of the Iron Dome. Yet and then and they kept saying it's inconsequential, the vote was going to go this way. So why would the squad not I don't get it. I don't get it because that excuse works when you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. But when it's the other way around and like, you should be like voting no on this. You're I don't, I don't understand. I, I can't. But follow-
1: what if the infrastructure bill brings back the pizza hut taco bells? Whoa, <laughs>
0: wait a second. Wait a second. Look, <laughs> <laughs> if there is any chance in my life of me getting another Mexican pizza from taco bell, I will, I will send money to Joe Biden personally.
2: Donate to the campaign. Listen,
1: 2022 is coming up, Andrew. (laughs) Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell needs your support to beat the
0: Republicans. Look, I have $820 in quarters that I kept from my tip jar all year in the ice cream truck. I will send this giant box of quarters to Joe Biden right now. I'll do it in the middle of the pot. I won't even wait till we're done.
1: Give me my Mexican pizza. On a Sunday, you'll just... (laughs) bring a gun to the post office
0: get this to joe biden right now
2: <laughs> the urgency i would feel as a person like not i would just be like okay like he has to be right
0: <laughs> if somebody walks up to you with over 800 dollars and quarters and demands you to do something you fucking do it like you do it.
2: yeah
0: how do you argue with th-
2: like, and they also have a weapon at that point. Like, right. That, that's the thing.
0: If I drop this on your You're toe, you are getting
2: paid or beat to death. Yeah. If I drop <laughs> this
0: box of quarters on your toe, your toe's not getting broken. It is getting fucking disintegrated. Okay.
2: <laughs> like smashed. Into the How heavy is that? It's gotta be. I blow. can
0: barely like, lift it. It's so fucking heavy. Damn. Yeah. So, Joe Biden, if you want my vote and my quarters, you know what to do. Yeah. So um, this was actually like a really big week for scams, too. Um, Our next story is just a staple of American sports culture. The Staples Center in Los Angeles has been officially bought or the renaming rights have been bought by Crypto.com. So it is now going to be known as Crypto.com Stadium. Now, um, we've talked about crypto already on this show. Um, We've talked about it in the past. And, like, again, like, this is just... Crypto is just a scheme that, like, so many people have convinced themselves that it's not a scheme. That, like, it's just kind of working to this point. Like, I feel like there's no way that this can go on forever. Like, there's so so much money moving around that the government can't do anything about. Like, that... It's going to come to a stop. Like, the, eventually the government is going to stop people from doing crypto, I think. Like,
1: I, just, I don't I, know if the government will, but uh, it's so environmentally destructive that eventually they will have just turned the planet into Mad Max. And uh, at that point, there won't be any crypto because there won't be any global communications grid.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, like, I'm I'm not advocating that I think the government should do something, but it just it just seems to me with all this money moving around that like that people can't see or touch. Like, I feel like they're not going to let that go on forever. Like, I heard whenever a few years ago, I heard somebody talking about crypto, and they were comparing it to like cash, like physical currency, and they were like, if you tried right now to invent a new form of money that was completely untrackable like, caches that, like, the government couldn't see whenever you used it, they would never let you do that. And, like, I feel like there's a lot of people cashing in on crypto right now, but I I don't see any way that they just let it keep growing and growing forever. And all I'm hoping is that at some point, like, 10, 15 years from now, we look back and on what has happened in the last couple of years and, like, wow, Tom Brady really did a commercial for Bitcoin. Like...
2: <laughs> yeah, like, what was that <laughs> But it is interesting, like, how other countries are dealing with it, because El Salvador made it the the national currency. Like, it is literally the their currency now. Um, and people are burning Bitcoin ATMs, as they should be, and El Salvador, because it's not a stable currency. But it also makes it a hotspot for money laundering, because yeah. rather untraceable. So now people can money launder through El Salvador, because there's all those, like, I guess their national currency now is Bitcoin. But it's not as untraceable as people think. Like, I thought it was... Have you guys ever seen the dark side of the Silk Road? No. No. Oh, it's so interesting. And they talk about... You guys know what the Silk Road is? Like, that dark yes. web yeah. website? So, they, they talk about how the guy got caught. But they can trace, like, some of your Bitcoin transactions because you have to register to, like, a national database. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in Canada. That's where this was based. I don't know if they they make you do that in every country, but... So, they were able to track, like, this the guy who created the Silk Road by his... uh. His, What's it called? His IP like address? Yeah, like like the the, the address he gave for mm. the Bitcoin registry. But I don't know if that's also every coin because there's like 50 million coins. Do you have to do that if you're not trading Bitcoin? I don't know. And this was also 2013 or 20, 2012. So mm. it might have advanced since then, too. But, if, you know, I don't know. I think all this crypto shit is bullshit. I think the NFT shit is bullshit. Um, and it's money laundering. Like, that's all it really is.
0: Like, Like, I I just feel like eventually one way or another, the bottom is going to fall the fuck out on these, like these things. Cause like, you know, the first couple years of what Bernie Madoff was doing, like it worked for a few people. Like that's how it gained so much where it ended up fucking uh, so many other people over. Like, like a pyramid can't just keep going forever. Like, I don't know I, I I guess I don't understand enough about this stuff, but it just it seems like there's no way that this can just keep expanding forever, especially with the environmental impacts like eventually there will be no like if it's using every ounce of the internet, like people are going to be like, "Hey, wait, 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 wait. you bought a fucking coin with a dog on it, and now I can't look at my Instagram. We have a problem here.
2: We have a problem
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
1: not it. even a physical coin, an imaginary coin. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that and I don't really even understand quite understand like how it gets its value. Like I I, I don't know. I I like what gives that value? I don't understand. Is it like a stock?
1: It's like it's just, a stock except it's not based on anything.
2: Yeah, so it's
1: just just, stupid.
2: Like cuz to be honest, my partner's worst quality is that he he has crypto. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does the whole, I can't you know hundred percent blame him. He's like I, do it. I have to invest something, oh, whatever. Um, he probably hears me in the background right now. He's probably <laughs> but he's always telling me like stuff about it, but none of it ever makes sense to me. I'm like I don't think that. I think that's just stuff you're. they tell you to, to pretend it makes sense. But like, like yeah, like the, the inter-crypto-web thing uh, connects in this way. And I'm like, all right, I don't think that's... That's yeah. something you mean.
0: Like, there, there used to only be, like, a couple different kind of large-scale schemes that people could do. Like, whether it was, like, investing in some kind of pyramid scheme or, like, some kind of, like, selling random multi-level marketing shit. Like, but now, like, the internet with cryptos and NFTs, like they've just invented all these new ways. But it's like it's the same basic idea. Like this shit is only worth what the people that want you to think it's worth say that it's worth. And like they're just making more money than you or else there wouldn't be commercials for it. Like if this was something yep. that it, if this was something that wasn't helping out somebody that's got way more money than you, Tom Brady wouldn't be telling you to buy it. Yeah.
2: No, exactly. I feel like it's like the the white man's um MLM. Like it's the white man's like herbal herba life, but like now he has like bitcoin and dogecoin. Like that's their little and it's like they 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 develop these little social communities where they're all like and they think it's like, I don't know. I, so I think that they, there's a social element to it as well. But so it'll, what
1: you're saying is, if someone could combine goji berries and Bitcoin, <laughs> we'd have the <laughs> ultimate scheme.
2: <laughs> You've discovered a new venture.
0: <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com slash worst week yet to buy your very first goji coin. Um <laughs>
1: it's backed by an actual goji berry that you can hold mm-hmm. <laughs> one goji it's a very small very small hard berry
0: i don't know what a goji berry is but again you can buy one on our patreon um so it, this week almost took an even more disastrous turn in regards to the cryptocurrency world um Somehow there was an auction for the last privately held copy of the United States Constitution. And a bunch of crypto douchebags, like crowdfunded $43 million and tried to buy the Constitution. Um, they were luckily they were undercut just a little bit by some other tech road douchebag who had 43 and a half million dollars to actually buy it. Um, it's the guy that owns uh, Citadel, which is one of the companies that was involved in the uh, stonk bullshit that happened a year. I don't even fucking know. Fuck this guy. Fuck them all. Look, the point is, somebody has bought the United States Constitution. It is now being privately held, and there is only one man who can solve this problem. Let's hear what he's got to say.
2: I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence.
0: Nick Cage is on it. Do not worry, listeners. Do not worry. Um, Yes, I queued up there. A lot
1: of the the still in development hell national <laughs> treasure 3.
0: Yes. <laughs> the de- the plot of National Treasure 3 is some crypto douchebag bought the constitution and Nicolas Cage is like, I guess I'll steal it again. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Nick Cage like gets really into crypto so he can out
0: <laughs>
2: the guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually I'm kind of into this movie right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage just playing himself getting really into cryptocurrency. That's the only (laughs) time I want to hear about this shit. Um, (laughs) We've been talking about crypto for too long. Let's move on. This week... Let's move on to more traditional scams. Well, (laughs) this week, uh, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission... Uh, They came out with news about how they are going to deal with a problem that they've been being pressed on for a while. Apparently, um, manatees in Florida are dying at, like, alarming rates. Uh, It's, like, the highest rates that manatees have ever died uh, because of pollution and algae blooms have killed off the seagrass that the manatees feed on during the colder months. So Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission, they're like, you know what? We're not going to stop polluting. We don't know what algae is or how to fix it. So we've got a plan. They are going to start doing, ready for it, meal delivery service for manatees.
2: <laughs> Pardon?
0: <laughs> They're doing Grubhub for manatees. I don't think that's, that's their plan. They're like, well, we could maybe stop dumping toxic waste into the Gulf of Mexico. Or we could, like, I don't know, DoorDash them.
2: And I think those are equivalent, right? Like, if, as long as you're door dashing them, it's totally fine to, like, pollute their environment.
0: Here's what I want to know. What do you think a manatee is going to tip? Mm. We're still in a pandemic. You know, you got to tip high. These manate- manatees don't have money.
2: I I think they're relatively stingy, too, from what I understand about manatees.
1: Mm. Is this a scheme to get manatees <laughs> into capitalism? <laughs> Like, like, hey, manatees, guess what? We're going to door dash you delicious meals now, but you do have to work at a McDonald's for two hours a week. Look,
0: I actually, I wasn't thinking that, but now I totally am because here's what happened. Like, I just got a, a Facebook memories notification that four years ago, uh, I posted about the first time that I ever grubbed hub food, grub hubbed food to my house, and since then, I've been fucking hooked, and all I've done is make enough money so that I can continue to grub hub food to my house it'll only be a matter of time before florida manatees are taking over the workforce that's right they're coming mm-hmm. for our jobs nobody <laughs> wants to work anymore until we teach manatees that they can get egg rolls delivered to their house
1: they'll pay, pass a law that says they can pay manatees lower than minimum wage <laughs> so.
0: oh for sure there's no such thing look minimum wage laws only apply to humans exactly Look, Ron DeSantis, he's not a good guy, but he's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, <laughs> I would deliver to a manatee, too. I would take that job. Like, I would. I actually kind would, of
1: would, too, yeah. <laughs> you
2: no, know, like, it'd be nice. I, I i heard they're kind of ornery, but, you know, get a little pet.
1: What if you could get an ice cream boat, Andrew? Oh, my God. And just boat around delivering to the manatee. <laughs>
0: Well, it's <laughs> Florida, so I feel like it would be one of those boats with a giant fan on the back, ice cream fan boat. Look, ah. I need to make this dream come true. I the manatees look—they're working hard. They deserve an ice cream man.
2: Listen, I don't want to disturb your dream. Okay. Or- <laughs> <laughs> but like those little fan things are notorious for like chopping up manatees into like. No. So, uh, disaster! <laughs> you're going to deliver ice cream, and all the manatees are like <laughs> losing their mind for like the one manatee, the one manatee capitalist that has the money, <laughs> and he doesn't care that the other manatees are getting torn up by your your fan as long as he gets his ice cream.
0: Capitalism, the under capitalism, you truly do not care if your comrades get shredded by a fanboat as long as you can get your
1: DoorDash delivery. That's right. <laughs> Right. Manatee games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just can't stop thinking about like if you practically speaking, we're trying to be an ice cream boat man now <laughs> though. Like just like trying to actually find people on a boat, like pull up. A, hey, you want some ice cream?
2: <laughs>
1: you look. You're you're enjoying a nice day on the boat, right? Sun's out. I <laughs> have to like.
2: like- in a boat, like, chasing after someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, so scared. And he just has this one little, like, thing of ice cream. He's like, hey.
1: And boat. you're on international waters, so there's no laws. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know if you know this, but me driving the ice cream truck, there's practically no laws already. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: When did you stop? Like, when did that end? When does Ice Cream Man end?
0: Uh, The week of Halloween. So it it got rough for the last, like, two weeks. It started getting chilly, and I wasn't selling that much. But it was fine. I have fucking $800 and quarters. I can't complain. I um, I want (laughs) to move on. Uh, We have uh, a true crime story this week, uh, which is, I don't know. I don't usually like to talk about this stuff, uh, especially whenever there are, like, people that are dead. But something, I saw this headline in it. Like, I wanted to talk about it. So this week, uh, there was a 19-year-old student at uh, Penn State named Justine Gross who died after falling 11 stories through a trash chute. So the reason I want to talk about this is they – quickly ruled this an accident. But, like, the details of this, I don't know what's going on. So, the headline of this story was the fact that this girl smoked a blunt before she did it. And so the story that they're running with is, this girl got so high, she jumped to her death through a trash chute. But, there's a
1: few things. A typical headline written by someone who has never smoked pot even one time. (laughs) Well, here's here's a few
0: things. She was with, first of all, she was with a male friend who... You know, men do have a habit of killing women. So there's that. Um, The last text message that she sent to a friend was something just happened, dot, dot, dot. Um, Her body was discovered at a landfill, meaning she went into this trash. She was with this dude. She went into the trash chute. He did not like go and tell anybody that the dumpster was emptied and her in like her remains. They found her when they got to the landfill. And her mother said that, like, she's not the kind of person that would jump to her death in a trash chute. Like, this feels like, fuck, I don't know. This this story is freaking me out because, like, every single detail is like, this dude threw this chick in this trash chute. But, yeah, like, I, th- it was reported as if, no, 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 she just got too high. Who Who's I just the dude?
1: That's just, what I want to know. Is he, like, a DuPont heir? <laughs> <laughs> is he like, a yeah. DuPont
0: <laughs> They didn't have his name in it, but, like, the mother said... Oh, convenient. Yeah, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I just looked her up, and she's a woman of color, so of course they're going to, you know... Oh, my God, do- I
0: didn't even... Are you kidding me? Yeah. I didn't see a picture of her. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Like I said, yeah. like, this is shady as shit. Uh, and, uh... I like, yeah. I, I don't like, like, cashing in on fucking people's trauma and shit, but, like... Every part of this story is like, they, th- the headline was literally like this girl got too high and jumped to her death like that doesn't fucking happen dude that doesn't happen
1: I've not had on, a panic attack on weed anyway. you have to be on something stronger I've had a day.
0: panic attack on weed I don't want to die I think I'm dying those are two exactly. very different yeah. things
1: like-
2: and yeah, also I don't anything.
1: jump off a thing I like curl up on a couch yes yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and hope for dead. the other night I, I we recently got a new dab rig and oh boy it- <laughs> It's legal right by us. So we're able to go to like a dispensary and I smoked and I legitimately thought my heart was going to burst. Like was, <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're like yeah. that, but yeah. I wasn't going to jump out a window. I literally laid in my bed and I was like, keep it together, Sam, keep it together. Don't throw up. Like that's I was, <laughs> like not, you don't get high and jump through a trash chute. You know, yeah, no,
1: when I feel like that, I just like get in the shower Cry, <laughs> lay down at the bottom of the shower and cry for an hour.
2: <laughs> and it's only been like two minutes, and the water is just cold.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so I don't know. Like I said, like, I don't, I don't, I normally don't even like to talk about stories like this, but like, I, I just, I want, I just want people to be aware, like, this feels way too fucking no, suspicious.
1: Yeah, I think we should call it out when. The mainstream media is just obviously lying or complicit in lying.
0: yeah in so. some
1: fashion or just too credulous. there's too much credulousness in this country towards certain kinds of people, certain mm-hmm. kinds of decisions. yeah you gotta stop being so credulous folks like no there's, a, there's a whole gulf of possible ways to think about things between I trust the government. And I'm an anti-vaxxer who takes ivermectin. (laughs) Somewhere in
2: the middle. (laughs)
1: Enlightened centrist, Kennedy. (laughs) I am a centrist. I say this all the time. You know, I'm I'm, I'm over calling myself a leftist. What are the things that I believe in? Shit like universal health care. That's popular with most of the country. I'm a centrist. There we go. Also, My new political compass view allows me to call the DSA center right. And that feels really good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, let's talk about let's talk about a little old plague called COVID. This is the worst we get. Only podcast in existence that talks about COVID still. Everybody else is like, oh, no, I guess it's fine. No, it's still it's still there, folks. We're still we're still talking about it. Uh, We talked last week about how the numbers are starting to creep up again. Uh, This week, we had, I think, four days with over 100,000 new cases. Uh, If you look at the graph, it's curving up. And luckily, this week is uh, the time of year where everybody gets together with all their elderly relatives. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, We still have not gone below 1,000 deaths a day on average uh, since, like, July. And I look back in July, there was only like 12,000 cases a day. And like, we were down to like, you know, 200 people dying a day. And like, at that moment, everybody's mindset was kind of like, oh, we fucking fixed this. And everybody's just stayed in that mindset, despite the fact that COVID right now, (laughs) like right now, is worse than it was at almost any point in all of 2020. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty fucking wild. Um, yeah, th- there were actually just this week, we passed more COVID deaths in 2021 than in 2020, which is, you know, uh, if for folks who don't remember, there was no vaccine in 2020. So, you know, we figured out how to stop it and we just let it keep happening. Uh, but there is some good news. Oh, sorry, Sam, what were you saying?
2: Oh no, I was just going to quickly say, I think, too, like, I was listening to something that said that that your vaccine only lasts about six months. Like after that point, you need the booster. So the idea that the vast majority of the population is still vaccinated, like I'm not, I don't consider myself vaccinated anymore because I got my shot in April. So that, that, you know, whatever antibodies that were built up in my body are are no longer there. Like I, you know.
0: Yeah. the, The reality is, is that like, they really don't know how long it lasts because like, it hasn't been that long since it started so yeah. like, they're like, I yeah. don't know. You'll probably be fine. Just make sure you keep going to work. Uh, that's what's most important. Um, we- I went and got my COVID booster shot uh, Friday. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe that's like, that'll buy me a couple more months of hopefully not dying. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But as I alluded to earlier, there is some good COVID news. And that is, of course, that Mayor Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York City, announced this week that New York City is bringing back Times Square New Year's. So we are going to, you know, he said people have had enough with this COVID. We need something to look forward to. Let's huddle together tens of thousands of people into a very small space.
1: Beautiful.
2: You know, I, there's no reason to bring that back, and it has nothing to do with COVID. My parents went when they were younger, and they told me there's nowhere to pee, so you <laughs> pee everywhere, and they were like it's horrible because like there's no bathrooms, and I never thought of that. But where the where are you gonna go to the bathroom? You know, you're 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 done.
0: Yeah, because if you want to be there, you have to be there for like five or six hours or something. Like you can't like just eight, show uh, up at eleven forty-five like I would try to do. <laughs> like- <laughs> exactly
2: like. <you> <laughs> You're just sitting in piss all day in the cold too. Like, why do we need to do that? Seems like a stupid tradition. We should and just. And first,
1: you have to walk 45 miles to get there, or whatever. Yeah, because every yeah. New Yorker is just like, "Oh, it's only 600 miles. <laughs> um, let's just walk. It'll be faster." Yeah, well, uh, you
0: you know what they say in New York, Kennedy? I'm walking here.
2: Walking. <laughs> <laughs> That's that night, right, I'm folks. Blown. New Yorker on here, okay. So I I get to be the arbiter of, of of New York lingo.
0: Tune into the worst week yet to hear jokes that people made on sitcoms in the '90s. <laughs> so the other COVID news this week is that uh, parts of Europe have already have started locking down again because, like, they're uh, they're getting these increased numbers too, and so this is. In, in Austria, they decided that they're going to just do a lockdown for unvaccinated people. Like, if you're vaccinated, you're not locked down. But if you haven't gotten the vaccine, like, you cannot leave your house. And this is not... This pissed a lot of people off. Like, so <laughs> there were, like, violent anti-lockdown protests where, like, the police had to, like... Excuse me. The police chose... I, Watch your language, Andrew. Uh, the police chose to start pepper spraying and fucking thrown uh, flashbangs at, like, lockdown protesters, which is shocking that the police here don't ever try to rough up anti-vaccine protesters. It's mm. almost as if they're on the same side. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's almost as if
0: a large percentage <laughs> of cops are still unvaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> um but also in the Netherlands, ne- Netherland in <laughs> in Narnia. In, Norfolk, in Narnia. Was- <laughs> yeah, in Narnia. <laughs> Look, I don't like the Netherlands because like there it's both the Netherlands and like people say they're Dutch if they're from there and like it's just too much. It's too much. Um pick a name and stick with it. In Rotterdam, there were anti-lockdown protests where police fucking shot two people. So
1: Jesus.
0: Yeah. Um I do do think that if they try to do another lockdown here, people are going oh, yeah. to get shot and uh, it, it'll be the people, they'll some, the anti, it'll be the anti-lockdown people that are shooting. Um, they will somehow figure out how to shoot us in our homes. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to it, uh, but luckily I do think that we will never lock down again no matter how bad things get.
2: No, I don't think we will. Even in where I live now, they just lifted the mask mandate. I still wear it, but yeah. they you don't have to anymore. They literally lifted it, like, two or three weeks ago. Um, yeah, but I can't imagine... I mean, it would only be the states that could do, like, a, a, ma- a lockdown again, I guess, right? But I don't imagine... Like, no governor's going to do that because they're, they're, everyone's going to freak out. But that's what we need is another lockdown. Won't happen, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... It, it's it's fucking it's wild that police are shooting people to try and tell them to go home. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. <laughs> cop's cops going to cop, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, we're saving your life by doing this because, you know, they're anti-vaxxers. So they're saving their life by killing them um, and making sure.
1: Yeah, that's, that's how you <laughs> save life right there. COVID um,
0: cannot kill you if you are dead.
2: <laughs> that's Mm -hmm. We
1: only we only talk about facts around here
0: (laughs) and other news of things that definitely will not ever happen uh, this week. Beto O'Rourke officially announced he's running for governor of Texas. So you love to see Beto thinking that he could ever win again. Uh, This one. This one is exciting because, you know, his last major election, he uh, got defeated by Ted Cruz. This time he's going to get defeated by Matthew McConaughey. Um, Beto or work sucks, dude.
2: At least, though, if you get defeated by Matthew McConaughey, it's like kind of cool. Like, it's not like getting defeated by Ted Cruz. Like, people will understand if you're like, oh, Matthew McConaughey beat me, you're like, oh, okay. But when you get beat by Ted, that's very embarrassing. Like, that's yeah. like, you know,
0: <laughs> it is, but I don't know. At least, like, I, I, I'm interested to see what Matthew McConaughey's candidacy looks like because, like, I feel like. You know, obviously if he runs, he's going to fucking win cuz it's just a popularity contest this name recognition. It doesn't really matter. But like I've I, seen True Detective, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am interested to see like what what his like platform is or whatever cuz like, you know, I'm sure he has people around him telling him like what kind of politics he should have. But like a famous actor trying to be the governor of Texas like you're you're your audience that you have to pitch to like, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but it's also going to be very funny whenever Beto O'Rourke's like, I'm going to take everybody's guns. You should make me the governor of Texas. Like
2: what <laughs> is the dumbest possible thing he could like, what does he, who's who does he have on his team that like green lighted bad idea as his platform. That's crazy to me. like, he just wants to lose. Like, do you, I, I, it's gotta be the fun fundraising yeah. stuff. It's got to be they love, like, getting fundraising money for their whatever, because there's no way, like, no one in their right mind who's a consultant, a political consultant, would would ever green light that. That's crazy to me.
1: Yeah. The way you become a leading Democrat now, like, of the next generation is you just suck. Like, like, you literally, like, failing upwards is the only way into the Democratic, like, Mm -hmm. echelons now. Uh, Beto O'Rourke... Stacey Abrams, Pete Buttigieg, like all these people climbing the ladder are just literal failures who have like done nothing. What has Beto O'Rourke done besides yeah. lose progressively bigger and more expensive <laughs> campaigns?
2: <laughs> Next up, he already did the president thing. Damn. Yeah. This
1: will cost even more because he was only running for president for like five minutes. Yeah. But like, that's actually not insanely expensive to do but like if he's actually gonna take this uh governor of texas thing seriously uh texas is a huge state with a massive population um you've got to reach basically everyone um in some fashion uh you're gonna spend even more if you're taking that seriously than he spent on the presidential race he's going to continue to just waste more money
0: you know what I'm, now that we're talking about this, I, it's got me rethinking a point that I was making earlier. Earlier in the podcast, I said that I think that there th- there's only so long that cryptocurrency can continue to operate as it is such an obvious money laundering scam. But the fact that the Democratic Party still exists, I think <laughs> I might, have to, <laughs> might yeah. have to rethink that.
2: Yeah, they've just like, oh my gosh. I even like, you know, and my parents are... Like they were like landlords, ground. right? Oh, yes, yes. Like now landlords, but somehow, um, <laughs> and my dad, like now he's like read some more. He's like doing the thing, you know. He's like he's like coming to his radical consciousness or whatever. But they were like libs, um, and you know, and my mom still kind of is, like she still has that like little like tendency, and even both of them are like. So I don't know what the Democratic Party thinks like their constituents think because even people who were loyal to them are like, what is going on? Like what are, what are, what, are, what are we doing here? You know, I don't understand it.
1: My even best, my grandma, who is like an ideal lib in a lot of ways, uh, like a progressive lib probably, yeah. but you know, still like she's, she's pretty loyal to the Democrats and et cetera, et cetera. Even she is like at this point fed up with the amount of compromise with Republicans. Yeah, Like, even if she can overlook a lot of other issues, she's just like, why, why the hell are they doing this? So, like, yeah, I don't know what they think either because even my grandma is, like, a dyed-in-the-wool, like, voted Democrat for, like, 80 years or whatever. Yeah. You know.
2: <laughs> it, it, it's wildly unpopular, and it's crazy to me that they they pursue this when we know that Trump kind of came in and created, like, or not created, but, like, helped agitate, like, greater ideas of, like, you're on a team. You're, you're either team Trump or you're team Democrat. So why would you talk about bipartisanship? At, like, we've made the team, like, pe- these people have made the teams already. They want you to, like, hate the other people. That That's what it's come to. And the Democrats just don't, I don't know. They, they're doing this stupid, wildly unpopular stuff. Uh, and it just, it gives me a headache. My
0: I'm best trying- guess is that, like, the Democratic, like, leadership – They've kind of hedged their bets that they believe that for most people, like just across the country, across the spectrum, most people just politics is very surface level for them. And they may not be able to win and gain like complete power, but they'll get enough that they can like, you know, win back the presidency every time they lose it or like, you know, get enough people in the house of representatives. So it looks like they're doing something or like, but that's they've made the bet that enough people will vote for them. If all they do is surface level shit that that's enough. Like they don't have to do anything else to continue to not get a lot of power, but get enough to stay relevant, to keep their brand going. And yeah, that's, you know, they're like, Hey, we don't have to do anything to keep getting either enough power to make a difference or enough to keep this thing going. Like it's, it's uh, the Democratic Party is crypto.com.
1: Um, <laughs> and what you know, part of what sucks is that there is just enough of a difference between the two parties, which I know a lot of leftists hate me saying that the Republicans are worse for some reason. But y'all have some of your Kyle Rittenhouse defenders. Um, so speaking from experience though, of having lived in like very red and very blue states like I live in a blue state right now. And we didn't have and we still don't have the kind of COVID deaths that the state that I used to live in has. You can't tell me that that's not a palpable difference when like the policies actually affect who lives and who dies. It's just that at the end of the day, that difference is really small in terms of where is the country headed? That's like the big problem is that the Democrats... They can make these changes that are helpful in the short term and can be palpable sometimes and like meaningful, but they can't change the direction of things because they won't address anything even slightly systemic. So we're just sliding into fascism because that's what the Republicans want and the Democrats won't really do anything to stop it.
2: Yeah, I don't know if either of you are familiar at all with like the ratchet model. That's like the the. Right. And and the Democrats like you know the Republicans keep you know turning it right I guess or whatever and the Democrats put it back a little bit but not where it was and that's always how it's going to, it's just going to shift like further and further and further to the right um, and I don't see that changing. And that's are, why uh, I
1: say I'm a centrist now. We got to <laughs> drag the Overton window back.
2: Back. <laughs> <laughs> like you brought up a really good point about the COVID death thing. Like my partner um, just got his asylum approved, but you know, as an undocumented immigrant, it was always like, you know, I, yeah, there's not a huge difference between the Democrats and Republicans, but the blatant antagonism of the Republican party against undocumented immigrants to the point that at one in one year, Trump had passed like a new law that DACA had to be renewed every year. It was an executive action every year instead of every two years. And that's an extra 800 Dollars that he has to pay now every single year instead of every single two years. So for him, yeah. that was a palpable difference, you know, where it was like, I don't want to be under this governance because I, it materially affects me. And, you know, so that keeps them like somewhat, I guess, relevant. Is that that little bit more, a little bit this way?
0: I think the people that say that there is literally zero difference between the Democrats and the Republicans, they're the same kind of people that will see like a Twitter poll that's like, which is better, uh, French fries or uh, mashed potatoes? And they'll be like, why isn't there a third option? It's like, dude, like, I know these two things are both good. Like, I'm literally just asking which one you like better. You can't say you like both of them better than the other. Like. I, you can say that you don't like either of them in general, but like one is, it's, they're not the same fucking thing, yeah. even if they're both, you know, either good or bad. French fries and mashed potatoes are good, so this is a bad analogy. But <laughs> know, my point is, is it like... Would you prefer French
1: fries covered in poop or mashed potatoes covered in poop? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's
0: just like I don't know I think I think that people think that they are smarter than they actually are by choosing not to like make a very simple choice like both parties suck but like one's clearly at least like like somewhat not as like I don't know they're both bad but like if you if you can't tell
1: any difference, I don't even like, know if I would frame it at this point around the Democrats being better in any particular way. I would just say the Republicans are just worse. Like yeah. yeah. There's just a difference between open fascism and like crypto authoritarianism. They're both bad. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're bad for different reasons. And that can yeah. be worth discussing, too. But uh, Republicans are worse because they enable. Uh, bigotry in our communities. Yes. They, you know, they do these things that have these palpable effects on people's lives. And I, I don't know why it's controversial to say that the Republicans are 10% worse than the Democrats. Yeah. They're both fascist parties, okay? If that's not enough for you for me to say that, then fucking find something else to do. I guarantee <laughs> that the people making a big deal about they're exactly the same, they're exactly the same. Don't know who their city councillors are.
2: No. And, yep. you know, Florida is a really good example where it's like, you, you know, we've, you've got a Republican governor who's just running that, like, the, the the protest law. What is that? Like, if they can run you over in a car. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, sure. Uh, I, you know, when I was living in New York, like Andrew Cuomo- and socks and the he obviously resigned and whoever and they're not great but they're not like openly being like yes please kill protesters like like the, de- the democrats out.
0: the democrats wouldn't pass any laws to stop the cops from tear gassing protesters but they also wouldn't pass any laws where they were like hey if you want to hit one of them with your car that's chill uh- Totally fine. Yeah. Well, let's move on to something even more horrifying. Uh, our main story this week is, of course, uh, another edition of the injustice report. Um, the, a few high-profile cases this week. Uh, you may have heard of them. I don't know. I want to first. I want to talk about um, Elijah McClain. Uh, who was murdered by uh, police in, I believe, Aurora, Colorado, a few years ago. Um, his family was awarded $15 million this week in a wrongful death lawsuit. Um, so the police that did it have been indicted, and, like, we'll see how that comes. But in the meantime, they they wa- his family, like, won this $15 million settlement. And, like, this money comes from... The, the people who live in the town, it doesn't come from the police. It's so weird that, like, this happens a lot where, like, even if the cops don't get in trouble, they're like, well, there's been a, a settlement of this many million dollars, and, like, that's just coming from, like, the taxpayers of that city. Yeah, it doesn't come from the police budget. I saw something, um... And, I mean, it's, like, kind of a lib idea or whatever, but I saw something last year during the protest that's, like, what if all police officers were required to, like, pay into... Some kind of insurance that, like, that's where the money comes from. Whenever there's a wrongful death, and it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there should there. Sh- if police were maybe a little worried about one of their colleagues killing somebody and then their pension getting fucked with, like, maybe that would
1: lead to them chilling the
0: fuck out every once in a while. I don't no, know. Here,
1: I'll give you a a, a still relatively live reformist solution that might actually work. Okay. Make it so that the it comes out of the police budget, and then if the police force wants to recoup that money, they have to take the officer to court.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, like
1: the, put it on the force to internally punish their own, <clears throat> and then take it right out of their budget. It should come straight out of the police budget. It's ridiculous that yeah. it ends up coming out of city money in most cases. Um, these settlements, when it should come straight out of the police budget, uh, and if it bankrupts your department, then your department. Goes out of fucking business. Goodbye. I
2: like that.
0: that. Yeah, like, this this fucking story's like, yeah, the police killed Elijah McClain, so now they're taking $15 million that they could have, like, built a school with, and they're just giving it to his family so that they don't have to, like... like what, what is this, this fucking, it's just, it's maddening, but um, no,
2: it's It's a waste of the the town's money. And also that kid shouldn't have been killed in like the first place. You know, I don't know. Every time I hear about like wrongful death lawsuits and especially when it's something like that, where it was like, per, it's murder. I mean, yeah. they're calling it wrongful death. It's murder. Um, Like yeah, the, the, even that 15 million also from the taxpayers isn't bringing that kid's life back. Right. I, I like, I don't know. You know, I just think that it's, it, it, I don't know. I don't
0: like it. Yeah. So, um, moving on to another injustice, um, the trial of Ahmad Arbery is happening this week. Um, there's been a lot of fuckery coming out of this trial. Uh, they started off by saying it was self-defense that this fucking three guys like drove up to a guy who's jogging and fucking murdered him. Uh, like it's, it's, it's insane. The defense that they're trying to mount, but, uh, you know luckily there's been some commentary one of the lawyers for one of the men who murdered Maud Arbury uh, he called the trial a public lynching Oh, which I don't yeah. think you could have chosen worse words no for a no, trial no. about three white men who killed a black man in cold blood for no reason they called the trial a lynching.
2: the prosecutor said
0: that uh, the defense defense attorney
2: Oh defendant okay, oh my God.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's horrifying. Um, I mean, it's just one awful thing after another. Welcome to the worst week yet. But like this, watching these fucking trials go on and like the fucking shit that people say on a, on the, in, in defense of things, it's just like, it, it blows your mind that, that somebody could like say this shit with a straight face. Like yeah. how the fuck do you say it's self defense when you pointed a shotgun in somebody's face because you didn't like them being like running down your street.
2: Yeah, and and the this whole thing like being in law school, it's something that we we talk about um a lot and and just the conduct of so many of these judges, obviously infamously with the written house trial, but even here where they want to bring in they wanted to bring in that uh The killer of Ahmad Arbery stood over his dead body and used like the N word and said like in N word after killing Ahmad Arbery. And they're trying to say like, that's hearsay, which as a law student, and no one take my legal advice by, by law, I can't <laughs> it. <give laughs> the worst advice. we get
0: is not legally binding. <laughs>
2: not legally binding. But um, from what I understand, that's not, that falls within a hearsay exception because it's something that happened as a present sense impression, which is what we call it. And yet like the judge is not sustaining that that's allowed to be in court, which it, it, my own professors are, are like, this is ridiculous. And these are people who believe in this legal system in the first place you know, that is, that is designed not to work for, for anybody, but, you know, certain people, yeah. but like they, uh, th- th- that should have been let into court and it's not, and this, it's very, it's very obvious and evident to me that they are constructing these trials for a specific outcome because the jury only hears like a certain amount um, of what we, we actually know, you know, mm-hmm. and they're saying, you can't bring this into court. And that's why like this stuff is, they're hearing an t- entirely different story than we are hearing. And I think that's by design Definitely. Yeah, I mean,
1: the these fucking white Republican idiots legitimately think of themselves as, like, the oppressed people that need to be, like, protected by the system from injustice that's going on around them. And it's, like, disgusting, but that's how you end up, like, you know, the same people... It's like the 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 judge and the guy who shot Ahmad Arbery, they're they're cut from the same piece of white cloth. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how it is. They're just they're, they they believe the same shit. In all these cases, it's always like this. And it's, you know, it's a power system that protects itself. Who becomes a judge? Exactly. Right? Like we're not asking that question enough while we talk about these trials. There's this perception, again, people are too fucking credulous. There's this perception that people are like that judges are like actually impartial, Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we, we, we're in law school all the time, and I'm—I I have to laugh. What are you talking about? Judges are impartial people, as they, you know, like as they take the side of, you know, no, it's, tr-
0: it's true. When judges watch a sports game, uh, they root for both teams.
2: They root for both teams.
0: <laughs> they say, "Hey, I don't care who wins or loses. I just want to make sure all the rules are followed properly." <laughs> don't invite listeners don't invite any judges to your super bowl party they'll be a real fucking bummer
1: um yeah so part of it's it's our judicial system even acknowledges this to an extent that's why you can like request to get like you know your judge thrown out of a trial that's why you can seek judgment of a higher court Mm -hmm. like that's part of why these systems exist is because Like, deep down, these systems were designed by people that knew that it wasn't a truly impartial system and tried to do some things about that. But over time, it's become enshrined, like, you know, in a religious way, like so many things about our political system. Yeah.
2: They get away with so much. And and I will tell you, like, from experience having met them and they're blood-sucking ghouls. And a lot of them are just appointed. Like I ha- we had a judge come in the other day to our class and he told us how he got appointed to his judgeship. And it was because he used to play tennis with the governor of our state. Jesus and Christ. The was like, and he's like, yeah, you know, like, and, and his friend tried to, they had another judge there and he was like, oh, well, he's also very qualified. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but you-, <laughs> you just gave away the game. Tennis with the governor and you got a judgeship. Like that's how that, that works. You know, you gotta, you gotta cozy up with the people in power. And the people who tend to do that are, you know, not very good people.
0: Well, you know, maybe you're not accounting for the fact that like in the game of tennis, um, a lot of what <laughs> you do is serving. So like, you know, the judge was like, hey, this is, uh, the governor's like, hey, this guy's a servant, technically. Uh, there we you know, go, yeah. But also
1: you get served papers, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Like public service? See, no, look, you're thinking about this all wrong, Sam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> um, of course, our our last entry into the injustice report is uh, the the Kyle Rittenhouse case, which came to a head this week. Um, but before we got the verdict, though, um, we the judge just could not stop from saying one more fucking insane thing. Uh, he was talking about how long a break was and he said it's so long you could get away with murder. He literally said, like, get it... We were gone for so long you could have gotten away with anything. You could have gotten away with murder. Like, what the fuck? This judge knows that he's being recorded and made a joke about getting away with murder. Like, I... This is every fucking aspect. The judge, the prosecutor, like, this... Yeah. like this trial was like you were saying Kennedy like they they set this up to go the way that they want it to go and of course it did Kyle Rittenhouse was cleared on all charges except the one charge that was undeniable that he had been a minor in possession of a weapon they they could not clear him on that charge luckily the judge dismissed that charge yeah. right before the jury I- went to deliberate the judge was like well hold on hold on this one let's just not worry about this one
2: I'm not like uber conspiratorial, but I, it just seems to me that this was a a spectacle put on to demonstrate to all of us. You, you know, this is this is it, it, this is the what it is now. And and good luck protesting because this is this is uh, the precedent now. Like this to me read completely like we're gonna demonstrate to all the people who who wanna you know shake things up that that there are consequences for that. So so be careful doing that.
0: Yeah. And like, if you ignore everything that happened prior to like 30 seconds to Kyle Rittenhouse pulling that trigger, if you ignore every other thing that led up to it, you can kind of make the case that it was self-defense. Like if you ignore every other aspect of it. And so the entire point of the trial was like some debate bro bullshit to avoid every other aspect of it. Like they weren't allowed to call people victims. They weren't allowed to say, they weren't allowed to submit that Kyle Rittenhouse had a recording of him saying, (laughs) if I had my AR, I would shoot people like two weeks fucking before he did this. Like Mm -hmm. they, they did not let anything into this trial to make it look like what he did wasn't self defense this motherfucker had yeah. no reason to be in this town no. he drove yeah. there to either kill or threaten people this kid picked a fight and then killed the people he fought or he yeah. picked the fight with and then said it was self defense and they fucking twisted the amount of and admissible hold information i
1: forget the long series of lies between him getting there and him killing people, yeah. saying he was an EMT, yeah, yep, lying about his affiliation with some of the companies that he was protecting, mm-hmm. lying about like his possible affiliations with law enforcement.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you know, like when you go out of your way to do something like this and you tell a long series of lies to trick people into a situation that turns violent, that is a premeditated act
2: yes yep Kyle Rittenhouse
0: didn't kill people
2: on accident no he went there like in you you both are absolutely right went there looking for a fight he went you know you don't come to a protest with a gun um to to you know and to protect property as a 17 year old boy I don't especially not as
1: a as a lone wolf essentially like let's be clear about that too like if If you come to a protest with a group, with an armed group, even if they're a shitty armed group, that group tends to like try to maintain like a we're doing this intelligently and cohesively and we're not we're either none of us are shooting or all of us are shooting because it's actually gotten that bad mentality. But when you show up just a a lone wolf with a gun, you know, you've come to be dangerous. Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: He wanted legal kills. And, you know, apparently, allegedly, he got them. That Motherfucker
0: was, that was, was wearing rubber gloves while he was walking around with his rifle. Like, he wanted to kill people and get away with it.
2: Yeah. It's and he did.
0: And he did, yes. Yeah. The, uh, you know, Joe Biden, he weighed in. And he said, I stand by what the jury has to say. The jury system works. Joe Biden, you'll remember uh, whenever this happened and it was on the campaign trail, said, you know, Donald Trump supports white supremacists that has led to this violence in the street. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's horrifying that, like, you know, people are like, this doesn't set a precedent. Like, I don't it fucking does. Like, and I was also reading that, like, because when Kyle Rittenhouse killed the first person, that was According to the law, technically self defense. But from that moment on, everybody that did attack. Like attack him was responding to an active shooter so if um, somebody would have shot and killed him then they also would not be legally liable technically under the law and it's like how can the law work this way like where if one person like the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun but if a good guy s- shoots that bad guy then that good then that he becomes the next bad guy so then you get another good guy to shoot him but then that guy is the bad guy so you get another good guy to <laughs> shoot him like this, this no, can't be the no, way things
1: work. There's no such thing as a good guy with a gun, and I really want to emphasize that because a lot of leftists believe in this too. They like they like they believe that they themselves could be the good guy with a gun. Yeah. You know, in some situation there's no such thing, okay? If you are not organizing with your community, mm-hmm. then you are not providing community defense. You are a rogue agent. Yes armed and dangerous without enough information to make a decision that is safe or intelligent for anyone around you yeah
0: like
2: that yeah you're absolutely right
0: i'm i'm not against fucking people having weapons i i can't have one myself because uh
1: in favor of armed protests and that's the end of that statement but yeah uh uh (laughs) like this this isn't. we're
0: not i i'm just kind of like figuring out like you're not saying you're anti-gun You're just saying that, like, when people's solution is like, oh, well, now I'll bring my gun and I'll be the guy that gets that guy. It's like, no, no, no. Like, this is just making things even worse. Like, this is not how.
1: And first of all, the system is only going to protect you if you are Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. If you are not white or relatively white passing, if you are not male, if you are not a, you know if you do not espouse conservative beliefs publicly, if you don't do all of these things, you're not going to get this protection from the system. So understand that first and foremost. Yeah. But even deeper philosophically than that, we are not going to have a functional, healthy, good leftist society that is full of good guys with guns. We are going to fucking organize this shit and exactly. not be idiots. You don't- this is, it's completely ridiculous to believe that somehow kyle rittenhouse is incapable of making these decisions which he's not by the way he's incapable he is yeah so so uh but that you are you random person who just wants to run it like what makes you a better nothing makes you a better arbiter of justice period yeah. like you don't you beat somebody a system of you some don't
0: kind. you don't beat batman by becoming another batman
2: yeah I think the like the biggest most important thing like Kenny that you're saying is is the fact that you know you it has to be like organized like you need to be working mm-hmm. as a collective if you're if you're if you're using weapons because a like it's a safer method because you're you're exactly right like how how do you if you're just some vigilante you know whatever and you, you don't know what's going on. You're not coordinating with anybody else. And then you see something going on like that. You don't even know who you're shooting at. Like, it, it, it it's funny that people think they would be so clear headed in these moments and they would know who's the bad guy and who's the good guy and what's going on and exactly this and that. You won't know. And people mm-hmm. won't know what your intentions are either. They're not going to know you a sole actor who's suddenly brandishing and using a firearm um, is a good guy. They don't know that nobody's going to like it, it just. It's It doesn't, like, if you actually think about it, it doesn't make sense if you're not coordinating other people, if you're not doing community defense. It, it doesn't make sense. Vigilante justice has never worked. It's not going to work. Not on yeah. the left, not
0: on the people, uh And people look back to things in the past. It's, like, always with, like, selective fucking what they're talking about. Like, people are like, well, the Black Panthers had weapons. It's like, the Black Panthers also had, like, tremendous communication across their organization. And also, yeah. they were snuffed out by the government. So you're wrong on both counts. Like, it's, like... What?
2: And they did, like, they trained together. They armed, they weren't arms yep. training alone. They were arms training together. And they, you know, yeah, they were working as a unit. And they
1: were doing that while doing other forms of community service yes. that allowed yeah. them to understand the needs of their community to provide meaningful community defense. I think a lot of times people get confused about what vigilantism even means. But, like, community defense and vigilantism are not the same thing. And, yes. and you know, if, if you have ever lived in a really low income neighborhood that's sort of watched over by a gang, you know what I'm talking about? Like, cause I, I know what the difference is like Mm -hmm. in terms of like, when you have like actual, like people within your community that organize this shit or you just have like random crime. Like if you know the difference between those two things, then you know the difference between vigilantism and community defense or community justice, however you want to put it.
2: I think a lot of like it's it's funny that like you know we if you are a leftist or an anti capitalist or whatever and if you've engaged at all in like uh, theory or anything like that you understand like the importance of of working as a collective, but I think that people like, especially as Americans like we are so hyper individualist and we've been indoctrinated into this culture that's so hyper individualist right. that people people see these movies like Batman or Iron Man and they think they that that's like the way that justice can be achieved is by these singular individuals acting alone um and of their own you know apparently superior knowledge but like that's a movie that's not how it's gonna work out in real life um Mm. yeah
0: um yeah like you're not gonna beat people like kyle rittenhouse by becoming the kyle rittenhouse for your team Uh yeah (laughs) i don't know um yeah so it's horrifying uh you know well, that has been the injustice report. I'm sure there's plenty uh, wait, more to come. Wait. I oh.
1: want to I wanna talk about one other aspect of this trial, especially because we have Sam here. Okay. Studying the law. And I want to ask you, Sam, what is the purpose of a district attorney's office? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, 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 to, uh, yeah, the district attorney's office, that's like an arm of the state most of the time. I mean, unless they elect a really good... Uh, district attorney like unless there's like a very because there there have been progressive DAs that have run but it's very hard to be a progressive DA yeah. um these are the law and order people like these are people who who you know fundamentally believe in like that kind of kind of stuff so yeah the purpose is to protect you know the interests of the ruling class as uh, uh, an arm of the state that's what I would say. well well said um
1: would it be fair to say <laughs> that uh it is normal for a district attorney's office to oversee the most high profile cases in its state?
2: I honestly don't know. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know. I normally it's the AG. <clears throat> I would think like it'd be the attorney general of the state that that takes over that kind of stuff.
1: But that's fair. But yeah, it just seems like there would be someone because I know here like the district attorney's office only gets involved in like cases that are a big deal that made the news and stuff like you know so i would just think if a case was making the news like the national news and was getting reported on every day basically for six months that uh you might hold the reins a little a little more tightly on a case like
2: that you would think no you would but uh I'd, I'd have to know like their specific DA, but that prosecutor was a mess. Like, was yeah. absolutely a mess. So they,
1: they literally just hired a rando who like isn't even at the top of his.
2: Yeah, firm. that's not that's not normal. No, that's definitely not normal. <laughs>
0: um, Sam, you might also have que- uh, an answer to this. I don't, I don't know. I'm I don't know where you're at in uh in your law school career. Is it normal for say? a defendant to pick his jurors out of a hat.
2: Oh no. <laughs> no. No, that's not at all normal. And like my professors have had a lot to say about this case. A lot of the stuff like hearsay exceptions that are, that are not made for for apparently no reason at all. Like that mm-hmm. like you brought up the the him being on record saying I want to shoot I wish I had my AR to to yeah. shoot these people. That should have been let into court. There's no like there's no like legally, like, legally, ethically, everything, every rule, every evidence rule, every federal rule of evidence, that should have been led into court. There's no, re- there, there was, there's no reason for it not to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so we are uh, people who generally try not to get into conspiracies and I, I don't know, I can't speak for the Tuvians, but this feels like one, I don't know, like, it feels like they really, really went out of their way to make sure he got away with this.
2: Yeah, and now he's like, I don't know. And two, I have hated the conservative response um, to the entire case. And like, I hate the idea they keep bringing up that the guys he killed had been criminals in the past, as if he's a clairvoyant assassin. And he knew that he was killing a pedophile, apparently. And he knew that Anthony Huber had domestically abused someone allegedly. like or like, I think he did end up going to prison for that or something. But yeah, the, the whole response has been just really horrible. It really and. It, and it, it's fuel for them. They love the culture war stuff. They lo- and, and they love this, you know, the idea that they can now, you know, kill, kill uh, left protesters.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, here's what I'll say about the subject of conspiracy. Occam's <laughs> razor has to cut both ways. You can't always cut on the side of credulity and rationality and things like that. You have to, you have to sometimes think, well, maybe the other thing is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'll say is this: It's rarely like a shadowy room, with people in velvet robes drinking blood, jerking yeah. each other off. <laughs> um, like it's very, it is occasionally that, honestly, but it is it is rarely that. Um, it's the Bilderbergs. It's the
0: Illuminati. On. Nah, dude, it's your senator. Like, what are you saying? Um, <laughs> like- <laughs>
1: but, but but think about this, okay? Everyone is scheming. Mm-hmm. I'm scheming. Andrew's scheming to get you on his Patreon. Make the the scheme come true. (laughs)
2: Um, (laughs) I'm scheming. I'm the G-Hive schemer. I'm doing (laughs) the the operation.
0: (laughs) It's going to come out 10 years from now that Sam is actually Jeff from
1: Miami.
2: (laughs) I am Miami Jeff.
1: (laughs) But. But but people are always scheming in, in life. A lot of times the schemes might be good. You might be planning someone a surprise party. You might be trying to unionize your workplace, you yeah. know? But but you, the people are always scheming. You always got things going on behind the scenes. You might just be trying to get a raise or whatever. Um, if you believe that your senators aren't also like that, why? Yeah. Why would you believe that when every human I've ever met schemes?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Scheme work makes the dream work. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a very naive thing to think like and it's it's kind of like pushed in law school that like you should just trust these people implicitly because they've taken these positions out of the nobleness of like their heart. I'm like that's bullshit. Like no they haven't. Like they're like oh they swore on the bible like that, yeah. <laughs> So everything else is fine. We check. We like, check. Yeah, most their judges
1: hand. I've ever met are like invested in businesses in their town and shit, and are like pulling the paperwork for them. And I mean, come on,
2: <laughs> they're noble people, though. You know, they, they <laughs> put that all behind them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you
0: what. Um, we just. I just wanted to end on something a little, little, little light, something to cleanse the palate. This has been a very long. <laughs> terrible episode a very long and terrible week also um but something good did happen this week and i want to tell everybody about it that is that the john deere striking workers fucking won big time they they fucking got a good contract like relative like i I mean obviously we still live in a capitalist house but but,
1: like this is a significant enough victory to fucking celebrate like don't Don't kid yourself on some of these numbers. They, like,
0: rejected, like, the first two or three contracts that they – and they kept saying, no, fuck it. We're worth more. And they fucking won, dude. And, uh, yeah, so that's just – I don't know.
2: Oh. I've been – i've been so excited about labor that's the thing keeping me going um i feel is like the how you know all the strikes that are going on um the the starbucks in uh buffalo unionizing yeah. um, and, they, and there was a great video from the leader of that that whatever's going on over there and he talked about he's like they keep telling us like oh, we have these benefits. Why would you need a union when you have such good benefits and we're so nice to you? And he said, like, he said, and I think it's so important that this message gets out there. And he was like, even if your boss is, like, good, if your management is good, if if your company treats you well, you still deserve a union because everyone deserves a union. And I I just, the labor stuff has really been really cool to see.
0: Yeah, despite yeah. all the awful things that are happening, um, there are still examples of, You know, believe it or not, if we work together, we can fucking win.
2: That's the thing. Yeah. Like, and
1: here's a fun statistic that I think not enough people know and we need to talk about more. Uh, Back to my I'm a centrist now. (laughs) Um, Art. It's like between I can't remember if it's 53 or 57 percent of all Americans, regardless of party, believe that workers should be on corporate boards.
0: Yeah. And they should be centrist anarchism. It's the newest. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah. So it is. I don't know. Like I said, all this bad is happening. But like, fuck, dude, we really can get shit done if we just team up. I don't know. Um, Sam Kennedy. Holy fuck. Thank you so much for (laughs) coming and hanging out today. Um, Sam, do you have anything that you'd like to direct people towards or plug?
2: Huh. You know, I would say my Twitter, but directing people (laughs) there has not been going well for me. (laughs) But if you'd like to follow me on Twitter and be nice to me in my comments, it's uh, at Jamas.
0: Hell yeah. Um, Also, (laughs) occasional pictures of Sookie. Go check her out. Um, Kennedy, what about you? I know you got some exciting things coming up this week.
1: Yeah, well, this will be after the show comes out, maybe. Oh, this is going to be out.
0: but people listen to it over the week, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know exactly what day to tell y'all, but for me, to the, my new show starts tomorrow. I've been working on a new show ever since the old show. uh finally came to an end. Uh, uh, it's called uh, Velvet Butcher Shop, and it's going to be live on YouTube in the morning, five days a week. Kind of the morning. It's morning for me. Um, and uh, it's going to be me and a lot of my friends, and it's going to be like media and culture, a little politics a little bit of like personal storytelling and maybe some advice who knows i don't know but like we really want to like just be more laid back but also like get into some deep stuff like things like talking about trauma and talking about uh the way media affects you and all, all kinds of stuff so
0: uh, hell yeah. yeah so check out kennedy's new show what velvet what
1: is it Butcher, Velvet shop. butcher shop. Hell yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter at Kennedy T Cooper. That's the easiest way to find everything that I do. I have like a link tree and stuff like that. Cause I guess that's what you do now. <laughs> I
0: love it. Hell yeah. Um, well, Kennedy, Sam, thank you again. Um, of course you can find us at patreon.com slash worst week yet. I'm Andrew Hillary. You've, you've, you can figure it out from there. We did all the important stuff. We'll be back next week with another, d- a bunch of awful news. And, uh, I don't I don't fucking know. If you go to the Patreon, you might be able to see a picture of us holding up our cats. So, yeah, tune in again next week for a bunch <laughs> of bullshit. <laughs>